If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. No. Yes. 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 Yeah. Is buzzing allowed? Even if it's in your pocket. Unless it's a silent buzz. It's it's a purr. (laughs) 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 Hello guys, welcome back to another WTF1 podcast, episode three. I'm Matt. I'm Jess. I'm Jack. I'm Tommy. So you notice there is another person on our couch that isn't Alistair. He's waving for our audio, audio listeners. Who are you, Jack? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to audio, you, get you can definitely get some audio there. No, um, I am Jack Aitken. I race in Formula 2 for ART Grand Prix, and I'm the Renault Sport F1 reserve driver. That's a mouthful. Nice. Such a big deal now. <sighs> you know, titles, <laughs> just just <laughs> dropping them like, like they're nothing. No. Just drive F1 cars for fun these days, don't you, really? It's I wish. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> when they let you in them. When they let me near them, yeah. <laughs> So we're obviously here to speak about the Chinese Grand Prix, which was a tale of two, two sort of halves, wasn't it really? Two half race. Tommy, give me a three-word That's not review. my three-word recipe. Uh, mine is yay safety cars. Wow, I said yay in the last podcast. Yeah, it's a like good, it's cheating. a good filler word. Is it cheating? Kind of. It is now. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I, th- I no. think we can go with that. My two-word reviews is safety cars. <laughs> I think a lot of people felt. Yay, safety car. So we'll let that one slide. I think we, yeah, that was we a mentioned reaction. it. We mentioned it in the. I was going to say Abu Dhabi one. We were in Abu Dhabi. We were talking about Australia. Uh, for us, we were saying about the virtual safety car, and there was the argument of, oh, the virtual safety car. It's not. It's not fair, and all that kind of stuff. And me and you, as fans, were like, I don't care. I want carnage. I want to watch people mix up. So it's quite interesting to have Jack on because obviously. You're a racing driver that be some can get there. screwed. Whereas <laughs> we all go into it like, all I care about is carnage. It doesn't screw everyone actually driving. Yeah, but I, I, from my perspective as a driver, if you have a VSC that comes out or a safety car, and this happens quite a lot in, F- in F2 because we, we have pit stops as well. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say we have crashes. <laughs> we have lots of them as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, guaranteed uh, solid entertainment. But it's... <laughs> No, we, we, it's really easy to be um, screwed over by a safety car or a VSC. Um, but equally, you'd kind of feel like it's going to even out over the course of the year. You'll probably lose some, you'll win some, and others won't affect you. So it's, if it spices up the racing, which it does, I'm kind of like all I guess for it. evening out, like you say, Vet, you could argue Vettel had exactly that, where it won him the race in Melbourne. Yeah. And screwed him this time yeah i mean not completely but it didn't help him yeah matty underscore k uh actually sent in a question <laughs> i don't know why i said it like that <laughs> was it was it unfair that the top four weren't able to get a free pit stop under the safety car and how can safety car deployment be fair on everyone and it shouldn't be fair <laughs> for me it was just yeah. like when you go into that territory where you're thinking okay there's a, there's an issue on track and then you're like actually this isn't going to play into the hands of the top seven 
we'll wait till the next lap. Like that's that can't be no. the case. It's a dangerous so road to go down. down. Exactly. Like Charlie yeah. Charlie Whiting is meant to sit there and go, right, this is now a dangerous situation and as soon as it becomes a dangerous situation, that's when a safety car is deployed. So He's not going to look at the track and go, oh, where's, where's the battle? Oh, where's exactly. Yeah, also, no. yeah. also, also the entertainment factor. Exactly. You, yeah. you want everyone was going crazy because unpredictable driver won the last race. Um, so you can't complain that it's not entirely fair because if the fast cars start at the front and, you know, it's always going to be the same result if you just dictate the race so everything's identical, you you'd say, oh, why doesn't everyone pit on exactly the same lap and have a minimum yeah, pit stop time? As soon as you yeah. go down that route, then it's like, this. that's part of sport. Especially in a, okay. one as complex as Formula One, you're going to have people who lose out because of certain things. And even when you discuss the strategy before a race, you discuss the possibility of a safety car or a VSC. So it's part of the, part of the game. You have to try and yeah. predict. You know that in Baku, there's going to be a safety car. Yeah. So you yeah. account for that. If you don't, and you're like, oh, well, it's not fair if the safety car comes out. It's just being a bit bit thick, really. Yeah. And, I mean, the Bulls played it perfectly. They, mm. and, I mean, this is kind of, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here in terms of Probably. Your, your list. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll say it later. But, um, you know, they, they did play it well. Um, they took um, that risk, didn't they, of exactly. going on the ultras in qualifying to start yeah, it. So, exactly. yeah. It does make me wonder... Because the safety car was deployed before Hamilton went past the pits. That's right, isn't it? Yes. Like, isn't there a... Well, from my understanding, there's always a safety car window. There's always a... If a safety car comes out, come, come in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Isn't that the immediate... Well, I guess Jack... Is the no, there is. Yeah, so people, surely, the drivers should know from lap X to X. It, it can change during the race, but they should know if they see the safety car board, they'll just dive straight into the pit and they have to kind of trust mm-hmm. that the team's ready. So surely that was in the safety car window for Lewis, or were Mercedes completely... Well, he, because he was in between them, wasn't he? He was in between Verstappen and Ricardo. Yeah. So yeah. he could see, have gone in. Yeah. You see one bull... If you look at the replay, you see one bull dive in, then, oh. then Hamilton, Hamilton go around, around, and then Ricardo dives in. And mm. so, yeah, he could he could hop. Could hop? Could have. Could hop. Could, could hop. hop. What even is that? Hoss. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, makes up words. I like it. Uh, it's early, okay? Um, <laughs> but... Um, I, I, I'm going to jump the list. I don't know if if this is a bad thing or a good thing, but um, one of the things I think it was um, it was Glenn Freeman actually from Autosport put out a tweet yesterday about are Mercedes being too reliant on data because this is the third yeah, race in a row blind. now. Yeah, I saw that. Third day, third race in a row now. I really can't talk today. Um, <laughs> where they've been watching the data and miss what's happened on track, and yeah. I feel like maybe I don't know, but. I feel like maybe in the Red Bull garage, they were playing it more aggressively. One, probably because they can, because you know they know if, they, if they're gonna win races, they have to take risks. But I feel like it was more of an instinctive thing. It was, we've got an opportunity here, let's take Ooh. it. Whereas I've got the impression that Mercedes were just going through all the calculations and going, oh, what should we do, what should we do? And by that point, both of their cars have gone past the opportunity to pit. So that arguably lost them the race. I think, I think it's the, the, the fact that the Red Bulls, through the whole race, they always looked like the pit wall was, was on top of what, whatever was going on. Yeah. You know, they took the opportunity when it came and they double sat the cars both times. Yeah. They saw the gap to, between the two cars and instantly knew we've got the space to do it. And they, they did it. Mm-hmm. And part of that is, like you say, they could afford to do it because they, they weren't as high up on the, in terms of track position. 
they kind of had to do something a bit different. Yeah. Um, whereas Mercedes and Ferrari, there's there's a bit of tunnel vision going on because they're looking at each other. Yeah. And Ferrari messed up almost even, or they tend to mess up even more than Ferrari at the moment. Mm-hmm. And um, from Hamilton and Bottas's point of view, Bottas would have been sweet if it weren't for the Red Bulls. Absolutely. So well, Hamilton was a bit captain hindsight anyway with the whole yeah. why didn't we pit it's like yeah. you could have driven into yeah, the pit lane. He's, he's good at that isn't he yeah he's but very good at going at complaining i think that's mm. one of the things that s- sort of why the reason it was a bit of a nightmare when it was implemented but they tried that team radio ban because they wanted drivers to make up their own mind rather than the computer says this do this right now with like the engineers are deciding the race for the driver rather than the driver making a hero call and going, I'm pitting, I'm putting on the new tyres. I don't mean to be like Mr. Safety over here, but it's... Mrs. Mrs. actually. Opened a whole can of worms. (laughs) (laughs) Just just another one. Um, But it's... So I've completely lost my point now. Oh, yeah, so... I don't think Hamilton could make that call because the Mercedes would have no time at all to react to get the guys out and arguably he could have been stuck in his pit box for X amount of seconds whilst Mercedes gets themselves I don't together. know, because they, they pit... I, I always find that they the teams come out so late now. So, actually, yeah. I do think he would have time. They say, they say that they do, what is it, 10 seconds? 10 seconds to go from in the garage to Generally, out in the places? a standard pit stop procedure, there'll be a 20-second call out to the mm-hmm. mechanics when it's planned, and then the driver will say pit lane, and then they'll know it's time to go out, basically. Yeah. But um, that's kind of just the safety orientated. That's the easy way to do it. You can literally have a driver box at the last corner and say pit lane, and they'll probably be out. fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sort of in two minds as to the whole Hamilton call because obviously he's seen the Red Bull go into the pits and thought at that much obviously it's very much split second isn't it at that, at that point it's mm. okay Verstappen's gone in this could work for me if I carry on he probably doesn't even know if the Ferraris have pitted oh no well, they wouldn't pit but, uh, after that. but that's the kind of things that you it's kind of take into you don't know it? like yeah. if yeah. it's down to Lewis he doesn't mm. really know but yeah. at the same time you've got to take that risk if, if he had no pace this weekend either really in no. comparison to his teammate um, who, I mean, we slated him, both of us slated him uh, it's the last tradi- time. It's the but... traditional Bottas start to the podcast where we analyse Bottas's <laughs> race. We need but... his own little race rundown. He was really impressive this weekend, really I thought. I, you know, he, yep. the, the strategy was great. Yeah. He did an awesome outlap, jumped Vettel, which surprised, I think, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Really good was... overtake as well to... Yeah, uh, was it on Raikkonen? Yeah. yeah. And awesome. defense, defensive move against yeah. both Ferraris. And Ricardo, he he pushed him to the limit of what was legal without going too far and crashing. But he really, you know, went to the point. Or are you going to argue that? I'm going to disagree. Here that was go. one point where I think, well, it's one point where in that instant he could have defended that better because he left, you know what Ricardo's like, and he left a two-car width gap. Um, coming out of that slight kink and then he made it one car with but Ricardo's there it's game over Um, he needed to be right on the edge of the circuit but then like he says the pace difference was so big at that Mm. point he was going to lose the race he couldn't have done much anyway and I think that he had to basically take him out (laughs) to to win the race (laughs) from Jack Aitken take him out okay Uh, (laughs) just stating the facts (laughs) but I felt like the defensive move was not talking about that yet not yet not yet just coming up just yet but the actual defensive move itself, I thought, was 
pretty good, to be honest. Because if he'd gone too tight, Danny Rick could have easily gone to the outside, got a much better run and taken him with the fresher tyres that way. So, yeah. as you say, you know, Bottas was pretty much damned if he does, damned if he doesn't at that point. But <laughs> that was close, to say the least, wasn't it? That was on the like edge. Only Danny Rick but... could have pulled that off, being that close without, you know... The, the impressive thing about what uh, Danny Rick does is um, is the braking phase because mm. he has the ability, and a few other people are like this. Uh, Verstappen used to be a bit, but he's gone <laughs> off a bit. Um, he's He's got that ability to not only brake late and get away with it and make the corner and be in a decent state when he gets to the apex, but he's also got the ability to make the car look like he's just going to enter the braking zone, he's following the other car, nothing's going on, and then bang, he just does it. Whereas most of the time, other people, you can see in your mirror, you're watching all the time, you know that there are a couple of cars behind you, and as soon as you see that nose pop out, you're on your guard and you're going to start defending. Uh, but so the move on Hamilton was surprised everyone because mm. yeah. it, all, all his other moves, you kind of, you get in the slipstream, open the DRS, you're alongside, go. The Hamilton one, it was like, all right, okay, he's going for it. Yeah. Four car lengths yeah. back, and and it's almost like it's such a clean overtake, even though it's a dive bomb. It looks almost so. There's no snatch of the brakes. No, there's, there's no locking there. of the brakes, but it's yeah. a massive dive bomb. But it's such a clean dive bomb. It, it's a controlled dive. Controlled bomb. dive bomb. It's if if yep. there is such a thing, but well, obviously there is because he did it. But yep. yeah, very different from his teammate. Can we talk about him yet? Not yet, actually. There's a there's been a three a, a few three word race reviews from our fans. Oh, One yeah, of them is oh, actually yeah. quite linked into what we were saying. Phil Baldwin says Ricardo overtaking masterclass. Uh, we've then got James Greenwood, who I think brings us on to our next point. Why Max? Why? Uh, <laughs> why Max? Why? <laughs> very very good point, really. Mm. Why Tommy? Why? Um, one one thing I thought was quite interesting was his move on Hamilton, which was the one that arguably. It didn't cost him that much. He dropped behind Ricardo, but he still could have easily finished second at that point yeah. until he screwed up again. But the move on, uh, you mentioned it in the um, Internet Best Reactions, just needed to wait. It needed to be more patient. Yeah. And um, I remember after Brazil, what year was it? 2016, when he did the race in the wet and he yeah, was passing was everyone. Everyone was like, yeah. oh my God, he's the best driver ever. And... Um, Including he, me, yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the things they mentioned after the race was apparently Jos Verstappen taught him to pass in bits of the track that no one else would because apparently he was so much better at everyone else at karting that he they just said, okay, to practice, you're not allowed to overtake in turn three because that's the easy overtake or whatever. And while that was amazing in Brazil, it's actually him massively in that race because the move with Hamilton was never on despite the tyre advantage it wasn't a wet race he got on the marbles and just screwed it and then even even with Vettel like the second the door opened it was like oh my god I need to overtake now and it's like just I don't wait. even feel like he was going but for that move it's just Vettel, a weird one wasn't it yeah he just he locked his rears from what he said in his interview so I don't think I think that was just a pure mistake obviously mm. he was trying to get as close as possible but I don't think he was ever trying to make the move. It was never on. It didn't, look, the... it didn't look typical Verstappen move. No. It, it, I think he it just didn't look like he made a mistake. Point, I, think. Yeah. I think he saw... The, he had the race win on a plate, basically, and I think that's why he was so dejected at the end of the race that it's the first time in his career where his aggressive style has screwed him out of a race win. 
but he dropped it big time and that's the first time I've seen him where he's actually he's a very arrogant driver Ooh. he was always well he is isn't he like he's very Stefan fanboy he, he knows how good he is he knows how so, good yeah. exactly he knows how good he is and every other incident he's ever been involved in he's straight away he's just like I'm not changing my approach yeah I Senna wouldn't have all this kind of mm. stuff like he lives by that Senna like if you know I'm going yeah. for a gap whatever this was the first race I've seen him where he was looked like, gutted and he went straight up to Vettel and apologized and said I screwed it Vettel was actually really like he respectful calm. and yeah. calm about it he's normally quite OTT when it, especially he, he knew he'd happened. lost the race already yeah. anyway so. yeah I yeah, think, I think it, that's probably he, why had Vettel been <clears throat> sorry had Vettel been on in a podium position I don't think yeah. He would have reacted in the same way, but... As, Dropped uh, to Toro Rosso for next race. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, that's what we said oh, in yeah, the last yeah. podcast. We were like, how no. long until... There was, well, I think one of the him. questions was... I, I saw a few things that was like, well, if Kvyat uh, got dropped, should Verstappen be dropped? But No. Exactly. I, my, my, <laughs> I have quite a different opinion on Verstappen, just in terms of... Um, I think Verstappen's been one of those guys who's always been right on the edge of you pull off the massive overtake, which everyone goes, wow, yeah. um, to, to what we saw in, in China. Yeah, exactly. And what's happened is he's just gone from there to there and, and that's resulted in two crashes. It's a really thin really line. Really thin line. And, you know, you look at the overtakes one by one. The Hamilton one could have been awesome. He was, yeah. he had gone into the corner. Hamilton thought he was safe. And just at the mid-corner point where Hamilton started to ease off and get the car set up, uh, he just planted it and tried to go around the outside and if he had been one wheel length further along, he would have been alongside and Hamilton would have had to give him the space. And everyone would have been saying, what an amazing been, move, yeah. oh would, my God. And that would have set him up to go on and overtake, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he would have won the race probably. But as it was, he was one wheel width f- further back because the, there were more marbles than he expected or the grip wasn't quite there. And he got shoved off. Um, the Vettel one was probably, like you said, I think he'd already was thinking oh, I've screwed it a bit here mm. and that might have been not helping but he he actually said on the radio I think that he, he thought Vettel had locked up and gone was going long so he saw the opportunity and it's like you say he sees the opportunity and he just goes for it mm. and that's what has made him so good previously and, and um, we still need that we still want that in F1 like we want people I, to make I, the I don't think moves. he should change his approach that much he just I think he just needs to become a little smarter I think just just a little bit more control I so that he doesn't fall. I think he's admitted fall. that himself that said it's a life, he said it's a life lesson. Yeah, exactly. So, so this, hopefully, yeah. this is a turning point for I think him. It, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much, I mean, I guess a lot can happen in two weeks. So maybe we'll see in Baku. I mean, Baku isn't ex- exactly the best place to try out hugely daring moves unless you're But you kind of have Ricardo, to at Baku. But you kind of have, have to. to yeah. um, I guess we'll see. But I hope it is because we, we do need races and I've you know I've I was one of the people that said Max will be a world champion one day um but he's not going to get there if he keeps I said I said after the race that it could be the most uh it could be while it's a really bad situation it could be the best thing that's ever Ever happened happened to him him because it's got to the point where he spent years and years like like you were saying about the Hamilton overtake he did that overtake on was it NASA around the outside of Blanchimon and it won like mm. overtake of the year and all that kind of stuff so he's used to doing those moves and he's never had that moment where his style has cost him a race victory not and a he's race seen victory that, yeah. yeah and gone 
I need to do something here. I need to think about it. And he's at that fork in the road where it's like, right, do you want to be the next Vettel or do you want to be the next Maldonado? And he's Maldonado. At, he, obviously. <laughs> Every time. Do you want war tokens <laughs> or memes? Just yeah. like <laughs> uh, let's, let's kind of quickly move to our predictions that we, we were all wrong. Uh, with our predictions, which... Uh, it, it Although I did say I wanted to see Ricardo on the podium. Can I just say? Did you have it in your did predictions, you though? I didn't have it in the predictions, yeah. but I said it. I, I wanted and said and put him on my podium, but it wasn't first. I don't think no one would have ever guessed that. I don't think anyone that. could have predicted no. that no. result, and no one could have predicted that three races into a season that Mercedes haven't won a race yet. I know. That is just yeah, absolutely... When Hamilton was seven-tenths clear in qualifying in Melbourne, everyone was like, it's over. Well done, Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jack, what was your three-word race review? We haven't actually gone round. Oh, God. Um, I mean, you've had a good 40 minutes to think about this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's yeah. as well. That's a lot of combinations. There's a lot of words in the English um, dictionary. <laughs> Just pick three random uh, words. <laughs> no, it'd probably be something along, along the lines of Daniel is love. Daniel, Daniel is love. Brilliant. Just or Daniel is life. What, what's what's Daniel the point Daniel is life. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just so good. I can't even remember what I was going to say now because we've kind of covered all the points. Holy Tesco Tuesday. I think <laughs> another good one, probably. It was a good race and hopefully it's going to set us up for the rest of the season with some more more racing. Where what about you? yours, man? Oh, God. Uh, crashes, controversy... <laughs> Uh, Daniel. Go, go. <laughs> yay. <laughs> Not yay. Not going to go with yay. You had the so, opportunity to go for the three Cs, though. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I didn't know the third one. Okay. Give me one. Quick. Jack, come on. On the spot. Chinese cars. Cars. <laughs> cars. There were cars. <laughs> what do you think, Therese? There were cars. There were cars. So I'm glad they were in circles. See you next week. So looking ahead to now to, to Baku being the next race. And obviously, Jack, you're racing there. Bet you can't wait. No, yeah. It's... Uh, First time that I've raced in, in Baku, so kind of scared. What do you think it'll be like? The town section. Um, everyone I've spoken to says that it's a really, really strange circuit, and I don't know quite what they mean by that. Um, but then when I've watched videos of old sessions, uh, there's a lot of people going straight on in braking zones, and it looks like it's a really fine line between getting a really good lap and just completely stuffing it up, basically. Mm. So I think Baku's like a borderline track of... If it was a track from the 80s, people would be like, oh, it's a bit bit extreme and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, yeah, it has like that the moment. Old the, safe, the old town, uh, they go on so much about runoff area, and then you've got a, a single file corner mm. past uh, where the ca where an ancient castle is the barrier. Listed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, I noticed, uh, I'm sure after the race in... Um, it was last year and the year before, people were on about the safety car restart. So it's just an absolute. Just slipstream. It, it, it did look yeah. like borderline dangerous, but that's kind of nah, exciting. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, what made, that's what makes it exciting, though, that you were watching, they're going like 200 miles an hour, and they were like four wide after the safety car because the straight is so long mm. and so wide. It's over two kilometers. Crazy. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Like China yeah. is known for having a long straight, and that's only one kilometer. So it's double the size mm. of China's straight. Like longest. Is that straight. including the kinks at the start, though? Yeah. yeah. yeah it is, I yeah. think probably. Yeah. yeah. I think it it's be. because technically <laughs> it's still like one and a half k. Technically, it's yeah. not a corner, right? Because you, you can go flat out through there. Mm, in F two, it's it's in the race. It gets pretty. 
Harry. You, there, was, there were a couple of moments last year where you saw people <laughs> having moments. And, That's not a moment. And you think, yeah, because it's like the the second one, the right-hander, you just think if you just clip that inside wall and you, you snap a track rod or something and you lose all your steering, you're just plowing into that outside wall at like 180 miles an hour. So I got that to so look for. Really looking forward to my to first ever session. Yeah, yeah. We've, got, we've got 45 minutes to learn the track and then you're straight into quali. So is there anything you can do? Because you haven't driven it before. Is there anything you can do to, like, have you done, like, I'm guessing you've done sim work. Play the F1 oh, game. <laughs> Play the F1 That's game. That's what he's doing for of the next course. four hours. <laughs> Literally, I've only ever, I haven't done any sim stuff yet. I will do. Um, but before now, up till now, I've only ever driven it on the F1 game. So... I mean, it's scary enough in the F1 game, that castle <laughs> section. <laughs> yeah. And no, we, we've seen it in real life as well. And it, yeah. It's pretty narrow. It's yeah. narrow. Yep. Yeah. And uh, in racing as well, I think it's pretty tough because it's a really slippy track generally if you look at the um, how smooth it is. So, like I said, it's really fine margin to get your braking points right. So when you have to try and outbrake someone and, and overtake them, you're just stepping over way into an area where you're not really, mm. you've never been before, you never braked offline dirty dusty high fuel it's it's quite challenging and unknown yeah. yeah but it'll be cool because half the grid are rookies um so i'm not the only one it's gonna be carnage. F2 is always watch f2 amazing, in baku right? it will be entertaining <laughs> it's been really good every year from what yeah, i remember quite a lot of carnage and mm. crazy uh, overtakes and stuff well, that's why you yeah. watch f2 in fact well, yeah. in a lot okay. of races that I've been to as like a as a fan. I've enjoyed the F2 more than I've enjoyed the F1. Yeah, the F2 races. Are so I think good. the difference between F1 and F2 is, in a nutshell, if you watch the F2 race in Bahrain, um, you look through the highlights, and the highlights are just packed with stuff going on, mostly at the front, and then you're just seeing like the background of a shot, someone doing a massive lunge on another guy into turn one doesn't make the highlights real because yeah. it's like uh, it's only for 15th and it's yeah. gonna be the most awesome move ever but there's so much to choose from and f1 it's a bit more um obviously the racing isn't quite because they're not spec cars where mm -hmm. where they are in f2 mm -hmm. there's a question actually from tom Serson that we've had in for you jack um after the troubles in the sprint race in bahrain damn uh, it which <laughs> <laughs> i think that would have come up. <laughs> how confident are you feeling in the run-up to baku to perform um, yeah, for for those who who didn't watch the race, why? Yeah. Um, but also good because I, me and my teammate <laughs> both stalled in race two because um, had some difficulties, but um, feeling fairly confident. Um, the one thing that was good in Bahrain was our pace was always mm -hmm. good the whole weekend. We were quick, just um, traffic and not quite getting the the strategy spot on. Starts weren't great. All those little things add up and. Um, we didn't come away with as many points, but Baku can be good. I guess that's like you're saying in a spec series like F2, the tiniest little mistake, like Mercedes, mm. uh, say like two years ago, ever, you could completely screw up your qualifying lap and you'd still be second. Whereas F2, because it's a spec series, yeah, no little chance. things can cost you so much. And I guess that's why the order changes so mm -hmm. rapidly across yeah. the season and stuff. It's it's a bit closer to F1 than something like F3 or Formula Renault because the higher you move up, the more the teams specialise the cars, even though it's you're given a car at the start of the year and then the teams basically try and get the best out of it. Um, so there's a, there's more of that going on in F2 than the lower series. But What does that mean, Jack, when you say that? Um, we stick an extra turbo on. <laughs> 
no, it just means you've got a set of rules and regulations, same as F1, except that they're more centered around what you can and can't touch on the car. So, for example, things like the software of the, the engine mapping and all of that, completely out of our hands. We can't touch that. No party modes in F2. Wow. Um, but you can adjust things like the cooling, if how much cooling you want to have on the car. Um, the setup of the car is pretty free. So downforce levels, you know, stiffnesses, all of that fun stuff. And then um, just reliability, making sure that the car is pretty bulletproof, prepared as well as it can be, giving it uh, a stroke before you go out just to make sure it's in the right <laughs> mood. Predictions. Baku. I haven't even thought about that Let's yet. do better than <laughs> last time out where no one uh, got the winner. Because we all went for Hamilton. Yeah. Well, I can't believe it, Hamilton... Didn't even didn't show up this weekend. I can't believe Mercedes yeah. no. half a second slower than Ferrari in qualifying on their track that they always win at. Yeah. And Baku, they haven't been particularly good Lewis at either Mercedes, never won have it. they? So the only I mean, it's only, the, only race. The third, it's only the third... Baku race yeah but, but it's the only race he's never won mm-hmm. on the current calendar on the calendar yeah um, you go first because I'm thinking wow Jack you go first <laughs> pass the buck um, here guys yeah. well considering that um, Ricardo obviously won here um, before I think it's it's not out of this world to suggest that Red Bull could be up there again because mm. you, you talk about the Mercedes um, I am delaying my prediction by the way I'm giving I like it I like taking yeah. time um, Mercedes, it's all about the tyre troubles they're having at the moment. They can't get the temperatures right. Um, so that's why you know, in China, I think it was that they were too cold. cold, cold. <laughs> well, I can't remember. He it, said uh, at, the, at the safety car restart, those fronts were not there. stone cold. Yeah. Well, it's, either way, it is really difficult to get them in that window. And they clearly just, with this car, they haven't quite figured it out yet. So, And Baku's tough mm. for that. So they might struggle again. So I'm going to say, is it top three? Yeah. Yeah, top three. I'm going to say uh, Ricardo P1 Ooh, going nice. for back-to-back wins just to Full on. F- throw that out there. Uh, Ricardo P1, Vettel P2 and Bottas P3. Ooh. Okay, uh, I, I'm going to go with Vettel first, Verstappen second. I think he's going to come back stronger purely because although I, I feel in the back of my mind that it will take a lot longer He's either going to do something awesome or... Yeah, he'll either come back <laughs> yeah. and everyone will be like, okay, he just had a blip, or it'll be another showing of crashing and whatever. I think it's more likely to be the blip, personally. I can't... I just... I, I think there's a lot of headlines and fuss being made about the fact that he had such an awful race, but like I say, it's so so close between being an overtaking god and doing what he did in China. And the one track so just you don't to want to be at next is Baku, probably. <laughs> True, very true. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the last last year and because ha- Hamilton was leading that race. Yeah, Hamilton yeah. was. Was that from he checked genuine out, right? pace? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, he, he checked out. I think. Yeah, just... obviously. Then he had his problem with his thing with Bob headrest and a little shunt from Vettel, Vettel for good measure. Nope. Yeah, that was interesting. I don't think we'll see that again this, no. this year. Maybe Verstappen will be the one to, to shunt this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it it was interesting because obviously he was there in pace. So maybe Mercedes sorted out their issues from 2016 where they were just. Nowhere. Yeah. Twenty. Who was on pole? Twenty seventeen. Do you remember? Twenty seventeen. Lewis was on pole. Hamilton was on pole. Twenty seventeen. Do you mean twenty sixteen? No, twenty seventeen. Okay. So, so because uh, in my head I was like Mercedes don't have pace around Baku, but they did last year. Yeah. It was just the mm. year before and that they did. Rosberg Ros- Ros- won. 2016. I think quite a dull. 
It was. Uh, it was just Hamilton yeah. that was nowhere, wasn't yeah. it? Because he had some issues, yeah, didn't he? Crash, yeah. So Lewis has never had yeah. good luck around Baku. So when far. do we think Lewis is going to get some luck? Cause I don't know. I think because th- uh, there's a very good point, and sometimes I hate to say this, but actually Rosberg put, pointed this out. Um, <laughs> oh, that that, that Lewis Lewis is a very psychological based racer, and if his head's not right. He's not right. And we had a fan question about that. Yeah, we did. Did we? Okay, what did yeah, they say? I'm just going to find it. You You're keep going. It? I'll keep yeah. talking. And this weekend was proof of it. If he doesn't feel confident in the car, he can't push the car. Um, so qualifying, they were off, and his head just went down, and that was it. And the start of the race, like you can hear him on the radio. He's not happy. Mm. He's complaining to his engineers about things not feeling right, not not pushing right. And I think... You know, being a world champion, I think we said this before, half of that is, half of winning is managing that because sometimes your greatest adversary is yourself, not to get deep. But, you know, if, if your head's not in the game yeah. and you lose it, then, then you're not going to pull off those amazing overtakes or push the car t- to the limits that people don't think you can. And I think that was what happened this weekend. He's a very emotional guy as well. Yeah. Clearly yeah. from, yeah. he wears his heart on his sleeve with everything, doesn't but he? But he sounds that's where he gets a lot of his speed from as well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, you've seen in the Mercedes years, he's changed a lot as a person. And yeah. he's, I think he, he's a lot better for it. And yeah. this weekend, you know, even Toto Wolff was saying, wasn't he? Like he wasn't really in the best place. Um, but then you, you also have to think, to give him credit, there have been times, especially last year, when the car was a bit, bit of a diva. Uh, where he did pull out awesome results from it, and mm. Bottas was nowhere with the same car. Yeah. And um, I think people don't appreciate the amount of work that he puts in with the engineers on on the setup and things yeah. like that. They kind of see him because he parties on the week uh, weekends on the weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he sort of just turns up and does his thing and goes away again. But actually, by all accounts, he seems to be quite a hard worker. And this weekend, for whatever reason, he hasn't got it right, mm-hmm. and he hasn't felt comfortable on it it's dropped him out of that window where he feels like he can do something. So he's had an off weekend, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he actually managed to turn that around quite quickly. Yeah. How do you see it, Jack? Do you see it? Because obviously Bottas apparently has stepped up his game, or do you think it's Lewis has just dropped off from last year? How do you kind of measure it? Um, I think Hamilton definitely has struggled a little bit. Um, not in, in Melbourne, he was he was quick. He was... Um, much quicker than Bottas but um, Chinese obviously struggled and Bahrain wasn't as good um, but Bottas I think has got a bit more consistency this year because last year he in situations if if it had been China we would have thought it would be Hamilton the one that would be dealing yeah. with it mm. and then Bottas would be the one struggling but actually he's managed to turn that around and, um, similar to last yeah, year I think, both. I think there was quite a stage at the start of last year where Bottas was actually doing quite well, like you say, in the diva stage. Um, there were a couple of races where Hamilton sort of just didn't show up, and whether that's a mental game thing or just him not getting the car set up right. Yeah, it's just one of the discussions, one. isn't it? It's just, we don't know. It's one of those, we, we don't, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. strange for a world, world champion to... Ha- Hamilton's a strange one, because like, when Vettel's on his A game, he can be like so dominant. Like He won nine races in a row or something for Red Bull. Yeah. Ham- Hamilton's, I don't think, has come close to that. And he has his moments where he can just be completely unstoppable. And if they turn the wick up, he could win a race by minutes or laps on everyone. And then another race where he just doesn't, almost doesn't show up. Yeah. It's really odd. 
Give me a give me a right, I've got my prediction You've now. had I'm enough going time for now. Vettel for the win, Raikkonen, because Ferrari will just be like, no, nah, I don't care about you. You can just not do anything. He's been doing really well this season. Just wanted he to has. say, carry on. Yeah, yep. uh, we can go into something else. Don't know. Yeah, uh, and uh, Ricardo in third. Okay, and Jess. Question. I think I think Vettel will win. Um, <laughs> that was not a happy face. <laughs> Vettel, well, because I don't, I just don't want, I don't, don't want. I mean, the gap closed this yeah, weekend, which is good, but I don't want him to run away with it this season. Um, I think Hamilton will come in this season. Sorry, stop talking. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. So I think Vettel will win it. Um, I think maybe Ricardo second and Hamilton third. Interesting. Okay, so mine was Vettel, Verstappen, Hamilton. So. Pretty much the same yeah, sandwich just, of, just of cars there. Just different Red Bull. Triple well, sandwich. Danny Rick, podium, everyone, I think. No, you didn't put, oh, you didn't you didn't put Ricardo oh, you said on the podium. No, yeah. no, I think Danny Rick will, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll get a bit too uh, You think aggressive. he's a one-trick pony? Yeah, no, absolutely not. I love you, Danny Rick. But <laughs> <laughs> Please reply to my tweets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please reply to my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> one day. <laughs> Dear. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming. <laughs> right, that's about it for us. That's, the, uh, that's our time allotted. We're, <laughs> we're uh, expired. Jack, Sorry. a special thank you to you for, for coming along. And uh, I wish Any you the time. best of luck. Well done. I'm we'll sure everyone does. Well, we'll be there. So we'll be watching. You will be there, yeah. From, from the sidelines. Give us a wave. You better go by. For yeah. the next one with two trophies in your hand. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only acceptable outcome here. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. cool. Excellent. Thank you very much, guys, for Bye-bye. watching. And uh, we'll see you next time after Baku. Bye. 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 Bye.